hello and welcome to the Sporopod, a podcast all about fungi. I'm Teresa. I'm Kathy. And here's some fungus for your ears. I remembered a few years ago, I was walking in Dandenong Ranges Botanic Gardens, that's down in Victoria. Oh, yeah. Just amazing, beautiful, huge trees. I bet. Yeah, we think we've got nice forests in Queensland, but Victoria, amazing. Anyway, so walking along there, and I came across this little mushroom under a conifer, and I couldn't believe it. It was this red mushroom with white spots on the top, and I thought, God, that's... That's one of those fairy tale mushrooms. I didn't. I really didn't think it was real. I went up to it, had a close look at it, because I thought, oh, this is just some sort of model setup. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it was real. And I thought, oh my goodness! So these mushrooms actually exist. I thought, I wonder what it is. And I thought, I'll just send a photo to my friend Teresa, who happens to know a little bit about mushrooms. And I remember you quickly came back to me with the name. Amanita something, Amanita Muscaria. Amanita Muscaria. Amanita Muscaria. Oh, my goodness. And um, I packed that away in the back of my brain. And and now, more recently, I've started thinking about it again and wanting uh-huh. to know a little bit more about it. Oh, cool. Yes. Yes. Well, I think you've come to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, my mushroom friend. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Amanita muscaria, what is it? So it's um, also known as fly agaric. And the reason it's known as fly agaric, I think, is because people used to soak bits of that mushroom in milk and put it on their windowsills to attract and kill flies. That's supposedly how it's got its name. Mm-hmm. In what, in Australia? No, no, that was like pre-European, uh-uh. I think, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's not a native um, mushroom in Australia. Ah, that's what I was wondering. I thought, have I just, um, you know, is it just a temperate thing or whatever? I just, well, like I said, I couldn't believe it was real. So it's been introduced, has it? Yeah, I think that um, because it's a mycorrhizal mushroom, so it lives in association with particular trees. I think you said you saw it underneath conifer. Mm. So it's always associated with those particular ones in its native habitat, like in Northern Hemisphere, I think it's with like pines and um, beach, I think, things mm-hmm. like that. And it must have been introduced with plants or trees. And now it's fairly widespread in Australia, which might not sound a big deal because it is a really pretty mushroom and it's always a delight to find one. But uh, it's actually started associating with some of our native trees. So it's been associating now with the Nothophagus. What's that? The oh, southern beach. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The one uh, northern New South Wales. You mean, or the one in Tassie? Um, I think it must be New South Wales because I think they've been found through New South Wales. I've mm. seen some down in Orange. Nothophagus Cunningham Eye. Aha. Yeah. Right. And so this is. Um, it's of course it's quite a concern because. Um, you know, it's like any invasive species of anything, plant or animal, it's going to have some effect on that ecosystem and it's going to possibly push out some of the native species. And with mushrooms, you know, like there's so much we don't know about them, fungi, that um, we don't know what the implications could be and it's one of the few 
um, weedy species of fungi that we've recognised in Australia. Ah, weedy species of fungi. I know, you wouldn't oh, think it, would you? No. There's another really cool looking one, which is called, um, I can't. Well, I haven't got the name, the oh, scientific name. But or, a, yeah, but yeah. orange ping pong bats is another one, you know, like it's this this beautiful little mushroom that mm. grows on rotting wood, I think, and it looks like little orange ping pong bats. But again, that's another, oh, wow. another invasive species. So Australia's so vulnerable to that mm. sort of thing. Oh, now yeah. I feel a bit sad. I'm yeah. so excited when I saw it. Yeah, well, I get but excited when I see mm, them too, yeah. Mm. So, so where does it come from? Well, I know that it's um, a lot of the folklore and stuff around it comes from, like, Europe, northern European sort of area mm. and certainly, like, the um, some of the stories um, are from the areas where the Laps were, so Finland... I think Siberia, places like that, because um, a lot of people have heard there's, well, I don't know, the red and white of Santa Claus is supposed to come from the red and white of the Fly Garrick because it um, apparently the so-called psychedelic, psychoactive compounds in uh, in the Fly Garrick were used by shamans in those areas in uh. ceremonies and stuff. And uh, to invoke, you know, like to celebrate and invoke some sort of uh, like rapture and stuff like mm-hmm. that. In fact, I think they, they said that the Vikings used to uh, eat it before battle and that would bring on a frenzy and an ability to handle pain. Oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, also make you very, very sick. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's this uh, legend about associating the um, fly garrick with Santa Claus and also with flying reindeer mm-hmm. and the way it goes is that apparently um, the laps as you know like have uh, had a long relationship with uh, the reindeer and they had more or less domesticated them lived with herds of reindeer and stuff like that and they were quite um, placid animals normally but they like mushrooms too and uh, the the story goes they would eat Amanita muscaria themselves but they mm. also would drink the urine of people who were involved in these parties. And the reindeers they would, would, go, would come along right. and drink the urine of people who had um, eaten the Amanita Muscaria. Just coincidentally. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they, ch- they actually sniffed it out. Right. And then they would apparently go a little bit berserk. And mm. so this image of... Like dogs who get addicted to licking cane toads. Oh, I didn't know that happened. Yes, they no. do. <laughs> yeah, the back of cane toads. Because I guess because it makes them feel... Or your, euphoria or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. But I used to hear about it in North Queensland, but we were also always so terrified. <laughs> dog getting close to a cane toad, never really tested it out. Yeah, I think I like being a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, apparently they, they, the uh, reindeer would then start cavorting about and being in a bit of a frenzy. Mm. And so there you have your flying reindeer ah. um, associated with the red and white of the um, fly agaric. And, okay. it, and it has been used, the fly agaric has been used as a, a cute little Christmas symbol mm. um, before the Santa Claus thing became right. really big. So you did see them on in Christmas scenes and stuff like that, you'd see the fly agaric. Mm. Okay, so fly agaric, what is it? So it's got some poisonous properties by the sounds of it. Um, does that mean it's a toadstool? I've always wondered... 
about that terminology. Like um, I've heard of things called toadstools, and when I see a little white thing in the bush, you know, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. mushroom, I think, oh, toadstool. But I don't know why I think that. I re- See, I'm showing my ignorance. I really don't know <laughs> what no, the difference is. You're probably more showing your... Uh, <laughs> Some some European background, I suppose. <laughs> okay. Well, well, no, not European. That would be unfair. But I, th- <laughs> yes. I think certainly in Britain, where like a lot of my family comes from, not really a um, a fungi loving or mycophile country. Um, and yeah, fungi they're mostly sort of associated with rotting and mm. slime and stuff. But what I think people used to do is just divide mushrooms up into edible ones, which they're called mushrooms, and what they couldn't eat were toadstools, I Uh, suppose, associated with toads and other things that might eat them. Stools, so Uh. to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I think that um, it's uh, like a lot of common names and stuff. It probably doesn't have any real use, but certainly it's still used. Um, Mm. Toadstools still used as a term. So um, what is it really? Um, I think most people know now that the, a mushroom itself is one form of like a fruiting body or a spore-bearing body that comes out of the actual fungus, which is either underground if it's growing from the ground or inside rotting wood or whatever. And what we're seeing is just mm. the reproductive parts, the means for the fungus to spread its spores in the wind mm-hmm. and reproduce. So... Fly agaric is a gilled fungus and so it produces spores along those gills and those spores, I said, wind distributed and um, can float off and start other. Mycelium, the fungal group, and they can go off somewhere else and um, start uh, fungal growth, the mycelium growing under the ground or perhaps in the rotting wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so can you see the, the spores... You can't. The spores are generally microscopic, and um, but you can see the mycelium. So, but, the, but the gills are what you would look for then yeah. to maybe identify. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the um, characteristics of fungi that uh, can help you identify, mm-hmm. see what you're looking at. So the fact that a fungus has gills, that's already putting it into one particular category, the gilled fungi. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know what it looks like, you've seen mm. them, but... Mm. Um, well, what does it look like um, like when it first comes up? When it like, first comes yeah, up, yeah, right, so right. I wondered if I'd looked around more, would I have seen tiny little red and white spotty mushrooms? <laughs> Possibly not, <laughs> uh, but what you might have seen is what looks like a kind of a red egg um, emerging so they they've got it like a sack around them and they like they emerge from this like there's a, a vulva that um, surrounds the the base of the of the mushroom which is quite bulbous when you see the adult one the mature one but this looks like an egg emerging mm. and it's a red egg and so it comes up quite convex and then it, it as it expands and flattens out mm. to a kind of a plane then that uh, white veil breaks up into little specks and ah, becomes the pattern ah, on the top uh, of the fungus. So those white spots are not the colour They're not. They're not the a mushroom. Pattern. No, they're oh, not. I thought it was a red and white spotted mushroom. No. It's not. So it's a red mushroom with, with the, white 
flakes of, of veil, yeah. And you'll often see, and this is another thing about why fungi are so hard to identify mm. safely, is that often rain can uh, wash off those spots. So you'll see fly agarics sort of got no spots on them at all or that are orange or yellow and, yeah, ah. look nothing like the, the pretty ah. little pictures on cards and stuff. So Interesting. Yes, yes. So they're really interesting um, biology, ecology, mm. physiology. And have you seen any around here? Um, around sort of uh, southeast Queensland area? I haven't, but I believe they have been found around um, Toowoomba. And um, yeah, so. So it's, it's a cooler sort of like, I suppose, like the European, more like the European yeah, environment suited. Exactly. And certainly down south, I've seen mm. heaps around orange, and um, I know further down, like in Victoria, I, I suppose. Well, you saw them in Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and it's all very nice, but it also does have that sort of feeling yeah. of an invasive species. Mm. And I know that um, there's an organisation called Fungi Map, which a lot of you will have heard of that um, basically map um, where people are reported seeing different species ah. of fungi and invasive species are, you know, on that map as well. So mm-hmm. it does get a little bit scary, but, like, Australia's pretty vulnerable to that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, so fly agaric, very pretty, but maybe not the best thing for Australia. Thanks for listening to the Sporopod. If you'd like some more fungus in your ears, please go to our website. That's sporopod.com.au. This podcast was produced on unceded Kabi Kabi and Jinnabara lands. We acknowledge the traditional custodians and pay respects to their elders past and present. Thanks and goodbye.